This is Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and before we get started, let me be clear. This podcast isn't just about minimalism. It's a podcast about living fully. Over the past few years, I've learned that living with a little less in our homes and on our calendars leads to less cluttering up our minds, which simply helps give us the space to give our time and thoughts to the things that actually matter. So what do we talk about on here? We talk about minimalism and decluttering and how to get there, yes. But we also have conversations about pursuing intentionality in the things that matter, like our motherhood, faith, relationships, work, and mindset. Minimalish is a podcast for the women committed to contentment and loving the life in front of them, committed to living with a little less so they can create space for the things that matter most. What it's not about, how many spoons you should have, or any kind of rules or legalistic minimalism that promises you'll be happier if you just get rid of more stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't what will make you happy. It's about the life you live with the new space you find. If that sounds good to you, grab a mug of whatever you like and stick around. I'm so grateful you're here. This is episode 83 of the Minimalish Podcast. I'm your host, Desiree, and today I am talking with you solo. We are going to talk about stuff and consuming stuff, and really we're talking about five truths that I've learned about stuff. And we also are going to talk about how to combat impulse buying. Now, before we get into that topic, I just want you to know that I am not perfect at combating impulse buying. This is just what I've learned over time. These are things that help me. Do they work 100% of the time? Not necessarily, and I will get into that. I will explain that a little bit more, but I really wanted to approach something that is what I think to be at the heart of minimalism, because although we don't only talk about minimalism on this podcast, sometimes I just like to get back to basics. And when it comes to the biggest change that we made as a family, that I made in my life, as we started out with minimalism, it definitely had to do with my habits around bringing stuff into the house. But first, I just want to have a conversation about stuff in general. And when I talk about stuff, I'm talking about material things. So this could be anything from a higher priced item like a car or I don't know, something along those lines to small things like something you might pick up at the Target dollar spot or just the idea of filling up your cart on Target run and buying things that you weren't planning on, buying things that you don't need, that type of thing. So here are just five things that I've learned about stuff, about material things over the past two plus years as we have been diving into living simply, living a little more minimalist as a family. The first one is probably the least obvious one and the one that maybe goes against legalistic minimalist roles and that is that it's okay to still like stuff and some stuff may even make life easier or spark joy in your life so i think that this does go without saying but at the same time if you spend time on any kind of minimalism hashtags on instagram you might get this idea that stuff equals bad like consumerism is evil. And some people do think that. And consumerism in a lot of ways and the way that it is in this country is not great. But at the same time, it's okay to still consume stuff. 
it's okay to still enjoy it. And it is true that some of the stuff that we buy will bring us joy and add value to our lives. It might make our lives simpler in some way. It might make our lives easier. The problem is that when we do consume too much stuff, it really limits the ability of the stuff that we love to spark joy in our lives because our time and energy is taken up by all of the stuff that is cluttering up our spaces. It's taken up by thinking about stuff, by thinking about the next stuff we want to buy. So ideally, with minimalism, we are consuming less stuff. We are buying less stuff. But that doesn't mean we have to decide that we don't like stuff at all. We have to change ourselves, change the way that we enjoy certain things. Like if you like clothes, it's okay to like clothes still. It just might look different the way that your buying habits would be around clothes than what they were before. Because if you think a little bit more and are more intentional about the way that you purchase and bring clothes into your home, then they will in turn bring more joy into your life because you are just putting more thought into the whole process. I won't go into that anymore, but I hope that gives you a little bit of freedom if you are exploring minimalism in any way, that it's okay to still like stuff, it's okay to still enjoy stuff. If you bought a really nice new set of patio chairs, I'm sure that that is going to bring joy to your life because you get to sit on some comfortable patio chairs and enjoy the outdoors. That's a really random example. I don't know where that came from in my head, but it's about being more thoughtful, being more intentional, being more planned out with the way that we approach purchasing and consuming stuff instead of doing so haphazardly and just bringing whatever we would like impulsively into our house at any moment's time. The second truth about stuff is that less is better because less will take up less time and energy. So I've kind of already touched on this earlier because I said if you are bringing a lot of stuff into your home, then it is going to take away the ability for the stuff that you really love to really spark joy in your life. It's going to take up time and energy if you have stuff everywhere. Stuff does take up our time. We have to take care of it. We have to put it away. We have to find a place for it. We have to tidy it up. We have to have the finances to be able to buy it, which takes up time and which takes up energy. All of that takes up energy. So of course, less is going to be better. There's not a certain number that works perfectly. There's not a certain number you need to get yourself down to of certain things, whether it be your kids' toys, clothes in your closet, forks in your utensil drawer. It's just about living with a little bit less so that you have less cluttering up your spaces, less taking your energy. It doesn't mean that this is going to look perfect and that you're not going to at times have more and decide that you've accumulated too much again and you're going to need to get back to the point where you have less. It is a learning process and that's okay. But I think a rule of thumb is to believe that less is better for most things and that we are working towards that within our homes. The third truth about stuff is also about less, but it's a little bit different. So the third truth is that the less power you give stuff, the easier it becomes to give it less power. I say this because I've gotten the question a lot of, does this get easier? 
or when I help women declutter their homes and guide them through that, I often get this question of, I feel like a space that I decluttered at the beginning of this journey, I want to go back and declutter it again because I didn't get rid of as much stuff as I think I could now. Whenever you start to give your stuff less power, whenever you start to let go of things that you don't need, that you aren't using, that are just taking up space and time for no reason, eventually it just assigns less meaning and power to the stuff that really shouldn't have much meaning and shouldn't have power over you. When you are going to the store and you don't fill up your cart with things that you don't need and you work through the hard feelings that that might give you at first because you're so used to just seeing something and wanting it and getting it, when you work through that, the hard parts of that, it gets easier. Stuff has less power over you. There's not really a magic fix-all that you can do, a certain specific process that you can go through to decide you are going to be able to live with less and not think about buying stuff as much and have an uncluttered home. There's not any fix-all. It's just about going through the process of letting go of the power that stuff might have over you. And a sign that stuff has power over you is if you are constantly wanting to buy something new. If you are constantly wanting to add more decor to your home, or if you're constantly wanting to get the next best device or next season's clothes that are in fashion, whatever it might look like, that is a sign that stuff holds power over you because you constantly feel that want to consume stuff. And remember, stuff isn't bad, but it's just the constant consumption of it that really gets us into bad places of having a bunch of stuff we don't need and spending more money than we have. So as you go through the process to kind of strip those habits away, and as you let go of stuff through decluttering your home, stuff will just hold less power over you in general. It happens while you are going through the process of decluttering or going through the process of saying no and not adding a bunch of stuff you don't need to your cart at the store. The fourth truth about stuff that I have personally learned through my journey with minimalism is that having more stuff won't make you innately happier, but honestly, neither will having less stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't about happiness. Getting rid of stuff won't make you happier. I think I say something like that in the intro of this podcast. It's not going to give you lasting happiness just through the process of getting rid of something. And in the same vein, and even more so, piling new stuff into your home, you know, they might give you momentary happiness. Just like decluttering a room and having this peaceful space is going to give you momentary happiness, but it's not going to innately make you a happier person. Minimalism is a tool to living more intentionally. And when you do the work of living more intentionally, which is about much more than just your stuff, it's about living a life aligned to your values. It's about making space and time for the things that you care about. It's about being with people and community and loving the people around you and serving and using your gifts. It's about a lot of things. It's not about stuff but having less stuff can give you more time and space for those things. But I just want to note that I have learned that minimalism often, you know, people who talk about minimalism will often promise 
happiness or a peaceful life. But those things don't come simply from an uncluttered space. That can contribute to it. Having less stuff can contribute to having more peace. It can contribute to happiness. But it's honestly a step in the process towards maybe intentional living. It's not going to make you happier in itself. And of course, compiling more stuff, piles of stuff in your home, all the new stuff, that's not going to bring lasting happiness either. I'm not saying it won't make you happy at all. It's just not lasting true, deep happiness or lasting joy. And the last truth about stuff is that it's just not about stuff at all. Minimalism isn't just about stuff. Life is not just about stuff. This podcast is not about stuff. It's not about less stuff. It's not about more stuff. It's not about stuff. Life is about more than just stuff. And letting go of stuff, kind of like I just said in the fourth truth, is just a step in the process. It is a tool in the toolbox to living more intentionally, living the life you want to live. I hope you are enjoying this episode, but I want to take a break to thank the sponsors that help make minimalish possible each week. I want to thank Little Passports. One thing I am extremely intentional with as a former teacher and as a parent is keeping learning fun for my child. Children naturally love to learn, but sometimes with textbooks and worksheets and other ways we force learning on them, that can squelch their passion to learn. This is why I love Little Passports. They bring learning to life through play. Little Passports is a subscription box full of educational toys and games that are specifically chosen to an age-appropriate theme, and they help your children learn about the world around them. The Little Passports box is delivered right to your door every month. Each package contains exciting hands-on learning for kids three and up, and I love that they have options for such a variety of ages. The Early Explorers box is the one that Gemma's getting, but there's also the Science Expeditions pack where you can feed their inner scientists. It's full of experiments to try, like making their own slime, or your kids could learn about what makes each state unique with the USA Editions box. Little Passport's subscription box is award-winning and has the parent-tested, parent-approved seal. Starting from $12.95 per month, there's so much for your children to learn right from your own home. Just for listeners, Little Passports is offering 15% off the price of any subscription. That means your child could be flying rockets or looking through a microscope in no time. Use offer code MINIMALISH at checkout for 15% off your order. That's minimalish at littlepassports.com. All right, friend, let's get back to today's episode. So if you are anything like me, stuff has been an issue in your life for some reason or another. This is what brings us to minimalism, or at least it's what brought me to minimalism. We don't just stumble upon minimalism, or at least we don't talk about how life-changing minimalism is if there wasn't some kind of problem to begin with, if there wasn't a stuff problem that brought us to this point that we needed to dive into minimalism. So for me personally, I've had two problems. One is I've always been a messy person, so stuff was everywhere, and sometimes it still is, to be honest. It's just less stuff. I'm still a messy person. (laughs) Two, my second problem is one that I have really dug into and started to learn to change, and there has been some transformation in my life, but it hasn't been perfect. It's not full circle, but it's something that I've worked on and it's something that I do want to share some tips with you because I think it could be an issue during this time and it has been something that has been brought back up to me. My second problem is that I am the type of person that 
can tend towards the idea of retail therapy, aka I enjoy shopping. Not necessarily like going to a mall and shopping, although I used to enjoy that, but I just find some kind of false comfort in a new thing. And I'm not immune to it just because I've worked through it a little bit. And when I personally found myself stressed out and anxious about the coronavirus news and about all the stay-at-home orders that have happened over these last two months, I felt this need and want to make impulse purchases. And I even gave in to that a couple of times. And that's okay. You know, you're not a bad person if you do that. It's just a habit that I have wanted to work on in my life and I have I have worked through. It's a habit that I wanted to get rid of in my life and that doesn't mean it's never going to come back up. Luckily, these impulse purchases that I did allow myself to buy were things that are useful to me, but there's still things that I maybe should have put more thought into for budgeting reasons and just honestly for the sake of better financial and shopping habits. Plus, the more that we impulsively bring more stuff into our homes, the harder it is to keep our homes less cluttered and peaceful. It seems to add up really quickly, at least for me, since we live in a small space. So I just wanted to share a few things that have helped me keep from impulse buying. This does not mean I'm perfect and that I never slip up on this. And when I do, I try to give myself grace versus being angry at myself and telling myself I am bad for doing that. You know, it can always, it can usually be undone, by the way, if you make an impulse purchase and you realize that that was a really bad idea, usually it can be undone. Usually you can return it, right? So I'm not saying that you are bad for doing this, but if this is something, if this is something you want to work on in your life, if it's a habit you would like to shift, here are just three quick things that help me. The first one is the most important and the most effective one, and that is to establish accountability in some way. So setting a budget is a huge one, but of course, setting a budget is a whole thing in itself, and we are like months into budgeting, and it's still, there are still months where I don't check it often enough. So this doesn't always 100% work with accountability. You have to be accountable to actually working on your budget and checking on your budget if it's going to work or balancing your budget. I guess that's the technical term. But that is one way to establish accountability is to just have a budget. Another way is community, people around you, right? I need to be accountable to my husband and he needs to be accountable to me. So we talk about what we purchase. And the biggest thing that we do that helps us with this so that we don't feel like we are constricted and we can never buy anything is that we give ourselves a small spending budget, each of us, each month in our budget. So that is the accountability that we've established so that if I do make an impulse buy, I try to keep myself accountable that it needs to be within that spending budget. Also, with more accountability and just being on the same page financially, we are able to talk through bigger purchases that we want to make that maybe in the past would have been impulse buys. We talk through it first. We make better decisions about it for the most part. It is something that really helps. The second thing to do is to make a wants list. I find that if I'm thinking of something that I want and it just lives in my head, I often forget about it, but if it comes back up, Something happens where I think since I thought of it more than once, that means 
I must really want it and I should buy it. For me, I find if I write it down, it's actually kind of living somewhere in a physical place. And for some reason, I reevaluate it more readily and I actually think through it and I make more conscious and smart decisions about the things that I'm buying. So write it down, have a running list of things that you think you want. This could even be like a cart in an Amazon store. Often things that I think I want impulsively, if I just add it to my Amazon cart and I'm not going to buy it at that minute, but I put it in my save for later section, I look through that save for later and I realize there's no reason I need that or I just don't even want that anymore. So same thing if I just put it in a list in my notes in my phone, I come back to it and look at those lists often and I think like, why did I even want that? I have not even thought of it since. I don't really want it. You write a list, you walk away from the idea of it and that way you can come back to it. You can think of it again and you can reevaluate and make a more conscious decision when you're not in that impulsive mindset. The last thing that has really worked for me is waiting time. So this is kind of the same idea to where you can add it to an online cart and walk away the first time. Give yourself some type of time constraint that you need to adhere to. So this could be like three days or a week, something like that. Do not give yourself a two-hour time constraint because oftentimes if you're thinking about it in the same day, at least for me, I will still want it a couple hours later, even if I'm, it's just an impulse and it's not something I actually need. But if you give yourself a few days, if you give yourself a week, that changes things. Oftentimes you won't even come back to it because you won't even think about it again. If it is something that you come back to, if it is something you remember, then it might be something that you actually do want. It might be something that will add value and you can make a decision from there. Again, stuff isn't bad. It's the impulsively buying stuff that you don't need that becomes the issue. So if you make that once list, if you give yourself some waiting time, give yourself some accountability and make sure you're not breaking your budget when you are bringing in stuff, that really makes all the difference. And these things can, over time, be tools that will change your habits. I hope this was helpful to you. I know it's something that was a struggle for me during these last few weeks when honestly, I was stressed, I was anxious, and also just bored, right? I feel like I think of shopping and think of bringing new stuff into my house more often when I am bored, but we've just been stuck at home. And I think, you know, when there's not anything else to do, sometimes we find ourselves shopping online, adding things to a cart, that we never really needed in the first place. So hopefully this episode can help you change your mindset around stuff a little bit, can help you have some tools in your toolbox when it comes to that want to impulsively buy something, impulsively bring more stuff into your home. If you enjoyed this episode, would you share it with a friend or share it on Instagram? Make sure to tag me so that I can see that you're sharing it and if you enjoy Minimalish and you want to hear more of Minimalish, then head to patreon.com Minimalish. I have a second podcast that just started. It is every Friday and it's just a very fun, lighthearted, shorter podcast, kind of like the length of this one or even shorter that comes out each week. I'd love to see you over there and hope you check it out. I'm grateful for your support over there on Patreon. I'm so grateful that you are here and listening in and I will meet you right back here again next week. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.